my name is Matt Brown. And let's start the show. Fly! And F5 to Bad Buddy! We man last night! Bad Buddy tonight! Brock Lesnar's throwing celebrities around! Yeah, Shane O'Mac! a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022, and we have a wrestling show for you. We're going to talk about the Royal Rumble, which was definitely below average and pretty disappointing. So we need to break down why that is the case. But before we get to do that with the great Ryan Page, Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So, yes. This is a wrestling show. You know, take a break from the football as we get ready for the Super Bowl next week. We have to talk about the most fun wrestling event of the year, the Royal Rumble. It took place on Saturday, so yes, five days later, but now we can take it in, see all the, you know, incoming big news events that took place in the world of wrestling, specifically in the WWE, such as releases that took place, Shane McMahon, or weird booking decisions that, you know, made our head spin, or predictability, Brock Lesnar winning the Rumble after losing the WWE Championship. There's a lot to take in regarding the Royal Rumble and what took place after. And, you know, we have great friend of the show, Ryan Page, on the show on today to discuss all the madness that took place regarding the Royal Rumble. So let's simply get into it right now. Ryan Page, it's your turn once again. Let's talk about the Royal Rumble. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. This is the 130th episode of the Productive Conversations podcast. And to celebrate this milestone, we're going to reflect on the 2022 Royal Rumble, first wrestling show in a while. And uh, so we have a lot of kitchen up to do there. And then we got to talk about this event that was very uh, widely panned, for lack of a better <laughs> word. So let's discuss what went wrong, what we hope will go for the will be changed for the future. And, uh, you know. It's always just fun to talk about wrestling, so let's keep the tradition going. A good friend of the show, Ryan Page, is here to discuss the madness with us. Ryan, what's going on? Uh, not much. Out of all 180, I believe I've been at least 170 of the guests, so that's pretty good. <laughs> and then we keep bringing you back for a reason, so... Let's get to it. Because I'm because I'm quick to answer my phone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, not wrong in that sense, but we keep growing <laughs> and growing. So, anyways, for the 35th time, there was a Royal Rumble. First one with, with fans in two years. 
out of the dome at America Center in St. Louis, Missouri. And despite a huge crowd with almost 44,000 people, they got a dud of a show. And I think everybody agrees it across the spectrum. So before we hit each match, Ryan, what are your initial thoughts on the event as a whole? I mean, it sucks that it's called the dud of a show, um, given how it started off really good. Mm-hmm. But it, it it ended up obviously not being very good by the end. And I, I think I told you this. I I feel it actually got progressively worse, give or take. There's two matches in the middle, which I'm sure we'll discuss when we run down the, the list of matches that mm-hmm. you can kind of interchange between which one you thought was better and, and why. But for the most part, it got progressively worse ending at of course the worst match which was the men's <laughs> royal rumble and it's it's bad i mean it's weird because it's i've heard i've been looking i rewatched it too which was i don't know why i thought that would make it better it didn't but um in fairness i didn't other than i shouldn't say that though we'll get into it okay, <laughs> i can't cool. i don't want to i don't want to give too much away for the end facts we'll leave those uh thoughts each match by match so why don't we just get into it right away And as we discuss, we'll see how it got worse and worse and worse. But as you mentioned, the first match of the night was pretty good. A solid, a solid. I'd give it a B plus, A minus. I mean, especially when it came to the near falls between these two individuals, I thought a a change might be happening. But um, all in all, it seems that something is continuing in this feud. But Roman Reigns actually was defeated by Seth freaking Wall. Oh, man. Tongue twister. Sorry about that. Seth freaking Rollins defeated Roman Reigns by disqualification in a 14-minute match that featured the return of Seth Rollins' shield and that, quote-unquote, got in the mind games of Roman Reigns. But yet, even in a 15-minute increment, I think the near falls were intense. I thought some of the spots were pretty awesome to watch. And even without the Usos involvement, as they were banned from ringside, it still was the best match of the night. Great start. And we know what happens from here on out. But Ryan, tell me how you feel about the first match of the night, the WWE Universal Championship match. The only problem was, and I don't want to say the ending, because actually I think the way the match ended was fine. It was mm-hmm. the execution on the ending. Everything else was perfect. I would say it was an A match. Mm, like okay. easily an A match, with the exception of a, a really bad ending. So the A minus, I could see where you're coming from with mm-hmm. that. Um, and for those of you who are listening to this as an actual recap uh, of it, the referee was trying to show that Seth Rollins had fallen unconscious. <laughs> and <laughs> then Seth... Rollins got his hand on the rope, which is how the disqualification ended up happening. Uh, and the referee put Seth Rollins' hand on the rope is what happened. Is that's what the camera was right up there, so we could see it all happen. He picked up his hand to show that he was, you know, had lost feeling in his hand or whatever, yeah, or, or passed out. And then when he put it down, he moved it forward and put it down on the rope. Um, and so it looked essentially like the referee was helping Seth Rollins to stay in the match. <laughs> um, and that was the only, and then again, I heard the rumors that they decided to do the, the break, the, the beat down at the end to make sure that people were booing 
the bad guy who's Roman Reigns and yeah. not the ending. And I don't know. I don't think that was true um, because it was definitely a callback to the shield ending. That was, mm-hmm. that was what it was meant to look like. Yeah. They um, had the same camera angles and everything. Yes. So the, I think the, the legit that was, homage. Right. So I think that was definitely the plan. Now, maybe that was the plan because they were worried that people would get mad at the ending and wanted to have something else for people to, to boo besides, you know, the referee. But I think that had they just done in, it's crazy because I've obviously been watching a long time, but I remember when I was a kid, uh, John Cena and Triple H at WrestleMania. I think it was like the first time he used King of Kings when he came out, Triple H did. Mm-hmm. He had like the, the fur 22, on and all that stuff. 22 from yeah. Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, when uh, I, I want to say it was Triple H was doing uh, some sort of sleeper submission on John Cena, who they did the hand thing like they did in this match, and then they won two, and then on the third one, John Cena caught himself, kind of hulked up a little bit, and he, and of course, and that move ended up breaking out of the hold. You don't even have to do that, just do it that same thing here the two count yeah. on Seth, and then on count three, let it fall where it is, and Seth just doesn't, doesn't hit the mat. And then he could hulk up, move forward just a little bit and grab the rope himself. And then this ending would have been fine. It would have shown that Seth is tough, which is, I, again, maybe that's maybe they weren't trying to show Seth was tough. Maybe it was almost supposed to be like a weird accident, like a, a yeah. fluke, kind of like how they tried to do that whole, you know, the ring broke to, you know, fate saved Roman Reigns against Finn Balor to make him look strong, which didn't, didn't do that. Um, but so maybe that was well, maybe it wasn't supposed to look strong. Maybe it was supposed to look like dumb luck that the, his hand made it there, but it instead it ended up looking like the referee just, you know, put his hand on the rope, which I think took away from definitely my favorite match of the night. Probably the best match of the night, all things considered, which is crazy. They had two Royal Rumbles, and the best match of the night was a singles match between <laughs> Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, who are admittedly very good. But still, Royal Rumble, two of them were both, in my opinion, outperformed by a 15-minute singles match. That opened the show. It's like they almost knew what they were going to do and disappoint us. And so might as well get the good stuff out first, and then, you know, you go from there. But um, I guess some other takeaways (laughs) now you can figure out now. So... Where do we go from here This in their oh. feud? So do you see an Elimination Chamber match? Did you? Oh, or I should say before I even I say watched that. Oh, I know what happened. Do, do you yeah. feel that um, Seth could have won it at any point? Like I said, with those near falls, that curb <sighs> stomp in particular around the eight minute mark. Do you feel that he almost had it or Roman's really good? It seems Roman matches are really good at the near fall. Like he's pretty, yeah. a, pretty, a master at that. Yeah, I mean, in the like in the moment watching, I was definitely not that I actually ever believed that there would be a title change at Royal Rumble, but mm-hmm. um, which we'll get into that. But um, I in the moment, like physically watching, when you when you take away all of the thoughts that you know crazy fans have beforehand, <laughs> I definitely definitely the near falls were were really good in this match. Um, I guess I mean I don't think it was impossible. To be honest with you, I thought it was more possible than a different title change that ended up happening. Um, so mm-hmm. <laughs> to be completely honest with you, um, 
because of other stories that they've been doing on Raw and SmackDown between a couple other wrestlers and Seth Rollins. He's he's in like five stories right now, which is insane. Um, <laughs> it's like they don't have anyone to do anything. So Seth Rollins is just everybody's opponent. Um, yeah, or tag team partner or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's involved in like everyone's story and they're just trying to put all these stories together. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Seth has can only be in so many segments, it seems like. So good on him. He's again, he's on TV quite a bit and doing quite a bit while he's on TV too. But um, flashy. I, yeah, I thought it was more. I thought, frankly, especially after his his promo, his in ring promo with the Joker, which was a little on the nose, by the way. But um, yeah, I thought that was everyone. The- everyone really liked it, and the outfit was fine. But at one point, he says. Uh, you say I'm a clown, but no one had called him a clown. And I, I didn't watch every SmackDown. <laughs> In fairness, I haven't, right, I haven't watched every SmackDown. So mm-hmm. maybe sometime between day one and Royal Rumble, Roman Reigns did call Seth Rollins a clown, in which case I apologize. But the last two weeks, nobody referred to him as a clown. And he was just like, you say I'm a clown. I'm like, no, no one said that. But <laughs> I get what you're doing because you're dressed like the Joker. Um, but Everyone really liked that one. I liked it a little less than everybody else, but I really did like it. And after that, I was like, well, you know, he's kind of in a main event mode right now. I could see mm-hmm. him. I could see him being one of the two, especially since I did believe the rumors about the women's rumble match, which is next. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. I believe those as soon as they came out. And so I figured it wouldn't be impossible to see, you know, that be the SmackDown headlining match. And therefore the, universal title match wasn't quite as important and so i could see seth rollins being you know the world title match on night one which was you know which is made or night two which is main evented by the women or something like that i did consider it as possibility um more so like i said than a title change we did see but i never really believed it but the close falls they were definitely like they were spot on especially Mm -hmm. if you're just watching in the moment without any kind of context from the rest of the show or the rest of the year or last year if you just watched it for the first time without knowing anything you absolutely would have assumed more than once that he was about to win yeah all those swinging definitely in another homage to the dark knight particularly even though it's ironic because christian bale's not a heel batman yeah again (laughs) it you have a heel beauty. And well, that I guess so it's technically weird. two heels. Yeah, and that was it, what right? was weird. I mean, if you can get two bet, you know, two heels, we'll we'll use the proper terminology since you're using it. If you can get two <laughs> heels to uh to like have a marquee match like that, then that's a pretty good indication that they're both a very strong competitors and b the character st- or the story is very good. And I don't know if this was actually all that good. I think it helped that these these two obviously have the history they had. The story wrote itself. There was really not a lot that needed to be done yeah. uh, on the story front. But it was weird because, again, leading up until the night of, it did seem like the story was Seth is the evilest of evil. He's getting into <laughs> Roman Reigns. He's getting into Roman Reigns' head. That, that's what it seemed like. Roman Reigns had some doubts because Seth Rollins was kind of retroactively but whatever was named the the leader of the shield um again very retroactively very much to fit (laughs) the storyline that they told but whatever that's that's what they're going with um and so i it was interesting because again it looked like roman was almost going to be the good guy in that fight (laughs) which is fine but now but i should have known i guess in fairness i should have known 
because I, I knew what they were going to do at WrestleMania, even though I didn't want them to do it. I didn't know how they're going to get there. And I'm really upset with the way they did it. But uh, I knew that he wasn't going to be the good guy going to WrestleMania. But for some reason, they did get me to believe that, you know, they got me to feel for Roman Reigns. They got me to be like, oh, wow, he's showing real like human weakness right now against his former, you know, his former partner. And then Mm -hmm. the night of Seth comes out in the full shield. And I know he was still doing the cackling and the 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 Joaquin Phoenix arm thing because he's very much trying to be the Joker. But uh, I, I get it. He was still doing all that. But everybody was absolutely massively into it because it was the Shield. Who isn't into the Shield? Um, in a big stadium like that that used right, to have yeah. an NFL franchise. Exactly. They're so playing, and they're still in the Super Bowl. I know they're in the Super Bowl this year, right? Mm, uh, yeah. Matt Stafford, congratulations. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he ended up being the, the the face in the entire thing. He's the one who got choked out illegally, and he's the one who got beat up with a chair. So they they did an entire story where Roman Reigns was showing some human side, and Seth Rollins was this dastardly villain. And then Roman Reigns choked him out and beat him up, and mm. he looked like a total, you know, he looked like the total bad guy. It was weird. It was like we started with Joker versus Batman, and we ended with Bane versus I don't even know. Yeah, I'm trying whatever to think Joseph, which, whatever which Joseph Gordon Levitt, whatever Joseph Gordon Levitt's character is in that movie. That's what Seth mm-hmm. Rollins ended up looking like. A total sidekick, but not even like a really named sidekick. Uh, and I'm trying so to think was, of who was I mean, not in the match, by the villain. way. In the match, in the match, he oh, was great. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, like, at by the end, the, the person who before the night started was the, the bad guy, and very easily the bad guy was like this weird kind of again not even a really a good guy almost like a civilian like an like anti-hero a, a non-important no I, again i wouldn't even give him he wasn't even the main character mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, it was ultimately to set up roman reigns to do what he did later on in the night which we'll, we'll get to but seth rollins looked like this you know conniving villain and ended up being you know an auxiliary piece in someone else's story <laughs> well yeah, that's I guess that just attests to the talent Seth Rollins has. And we'll see how this story pans itself out. So moving on to the Women's Royal Rumble, a returning Ronda Rousey comes back, entering at number 28. And she last eliminated Charlotte Flair, winning a shot for a women's championship at WrestleMania 38. Ronda Rousey back the... um. You know, if we're looking at this as a whole, the 30 entrance, we definitely had more, you know, quote unquote, surprise returns on the women's side than the men's. We had some cool spots throwing in and out. And um, ultimately, we had Ronda Rousey coming back. And, you know, it looks like uh, very predictable. Again, it doesn't seem to be it's reported as not a popular decision in the women's locker room. Well, what are you going to do? The first prime timer getting her shot. Yay. After a three year, um, three year hiatus. And then what was, I can't think, I'm not, I don't remember the raw, the raw announcer's name, but he said, this is like the greatest combat athlete of all time. Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Who in fairness, in fairness to Jimmy Smith, before you say what you're about to say, because I don't know what you're about to say, mm-hmm. Jimmy Smith was a Bellator announcer for a very long time. Mm. So he is, does have a background in combat sports. So oh, he's good. It, it's not like when Byron, it's not like when Byron Saxton says things and you just ignore it, or when Corey, <laughs> even Corey Graves, who I happen to like quite a bit, 
says things and you can just ignore it. In terms of combat sports, Jimmy Smith is uh, is knowledgeable. Yeah. No, I think um, doesn't about Rousey in her prime. Definitely, you you could argue that conversation, right? In the conversation, if nothing else. Yes, definitely. Um, But anyways, how do we how do you see this match as a whole, Ryan? In this Ronda Rousey winning. I mean, I still like Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Most people don't, or they do, but they like her because she's a bad. They like her as a bad guy. They like to boo. I personally would, don't mind face Charlotte or heel Charlotte. I just like watching mm-hmm. Charlotte wrestle. wrestle. Uh, honestly, if I think to the profession, the WWE's roster of professional wrestlers, probably all of my favorite matches that have a rest, wrestlers still on the roster. Uh, Involve Charlotte, not all, but a lot of them. Um, at WrestleMania, the last few years, Charlotte's been the really the best part. Um, yeah, not last year, not last year, but um, other years. And so, I think that I mean, obviously, Charlotte threw got thrown out by Ronda, so that's who, who Ronda's going to fight. And, yeah, obviously, one on one this time. <laughs> Yeah, one on one this time, and maybe Becky's SummerSlam. Maybe maybe Ronda's got. I know I heard Ronda's got a full year, so she's got WrestleMania to WrestleMania. If this was kind of mm-hmm. like a an extra little stuff that she's Your signing on bonus, to Mania to yeah, to, from so if she's going from Mania to Mania, I could see her, you know, dropping a title to Becky Lynch. Of course, that a means you have to put a title on Ronda Rousey probably for a pretty long time, and b you have to take the title off Becky Lynch, and that. I, that could very well happen at WrestleMania, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, so obviously at some point, either SummerSlam or next WrestleMania, if, if Ronda's around that long, Becky Lynch is going to face Ronda Rousey one on one. They're going to give. I know everyone's like they'll never give us that match because they hate their fans, and maybe they do, <laughs> but they will. It's it's still a big match. They will still give us that because they hate the fans, but they money. love the money. Exactly, that will give them a lot of money, so they will do it eventually. Um, it's. I mean, I actually had a, a crazy thought. You know, Rhonda's got the the because Charlotte was in the Rumble, right? Because she wanted to make sure that she won so she could challenge Becky so she could be in the main event or some weird like sideways logic that Charlotte had when she announced like three weeks ago before the Rumble. I almost thought I was like, are they really going to run back the triple threat? And I know I might be the only person who would actually be genuinely okay with that. <laughs> um, but I did I did have a, a, a quick thought of. Ronda Rousey's going to, because she's Ronda Rousey and can do whatever she wants. Instead of picking, she's going to challenge them both using the Royal Rumble and make the triple threat happen again. And that'll be like night one main event. And then the men will have night two all to themselves. Um, mm, do you I like did, that I, idea or not? I be, Again, I personally would because I liked the triple threat the first time because I like Charlotte Flair and I wanted to see her main event WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I happened to be at that WrestleMania, which made it even better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I did like Oscar Charlotte, probably my favorite women's mm-hmm. match of recent history for sure, and maybe I not counting NXT, it's one of the best ones they've had on the main roster. Period. For sure. Every time those two fight, and so I would have been fine seeing that match run back with the roles reversed this time, with Oscar being champ and Charlotte having uh, won or whatever. I forget. I forget the situation. It was three years ago, but that was the other option. Would have been fine, but I wanted to see Charlotte get the main event at the WrestleMania. I was at that WrestleMania. So I was pretty excited about it. I was the only one. I was the only one in my section excited about it. Um, <laughs> and I was I was happy Becky won. It made sense Becky won. I like Becky and Becky was, you know, 
the super, you know, face in that and everybody wanted a fan favorite for sure. And so I was good with that. I wasn't like, I want Charlotte to hold all the titles, which <laughs> seems, to be, seems to be how WWE tries to make Charlotte, you know, the, uh, the all seeing Charlotte, she has all of the championships all the time. So I don't need that, but I did. I do like Charlotte being in the main event because she delivers every time as does Becky and Rhonda looked good. I know she just had a kid, so I wasn't necessarily sure how she would wrestle, but she didn't come out last. Um, which was nice because it made sure people didn't boo immediately. Um, <laughs> Just third to last. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough to the end that uh, it was okay that she didn't have to work too hard on her first match back without having been in a ring for like three years, mm. but not so, but far enough away from the end that people were like, okay, she had to earn it a little bit. Uh, Shayna Baszler, whom I also really like, was also at the end and they had that whole thing. And I hope that turns into something. I hope maybe... I, I, I don't know. I don't I think she probably already announced that she was challenging Charlotte. If she hasn't, though, I would love to see her like continue toying around with who am I going to pick and then maybe have Charlotte and Becky like gang up on her. And then you get Rhonda and Shayna versus Charlotte and Becky at something. I don't even know if there's enough. Honestly, I don't even know if there's enough pay-per-views. Um, premium live events, you mean? Sorry, yes, premium <laughs> live events um, to do this, in fairness, because I know the whatever the elimination chamber in Saudi Arabia, which I mean, horrible idea, whoever is in the PR department, not just, I mean, yes, Saudi Arabia in general, horrible idea, but to put the elimination chamber in Saudi Arabia, it's just a very provocative name, even in America. And so to put (laughs) Put it in Saudi Arabia wasn't, in my opinion, a good idea. Fast lane works way better. Just do the fast lane. And even if you have to go out of order, if you have to go fast lane to WrestleMania, and then you have to go, do you know the elimination chamber in you know california or oklahoma or whatever I, that's what i would have done the eliminate and i get it i'm sure the crown prince wants to see a chamber match but i'm just saying, <laughs> uh, i mean that's how they got lita to come back i spoiler, yeah. spoiler this this happened we filmed this after raw so i do know some things that someone who was listening back in time won't know but they got lita to come back to wrestle in front of the crown prince for the women's title so obviously there's still some pull there but um crown prince <laughs> i just i do think that um i do think the winner was fine the really the i mean i had a bunch of ideas of who i thought would win before i knew ronda was coming back the only real winner that could have been was uh bianca who just won which doesn't mean she can't finally can I mean, get her re- redemption story but I think that's going to happen anyway. I would, I mean, I would feel bad if Bianca Belair isn't on WrestleMania, then that was a missed opportunity. And if they seriously, if they can't find a way to write the story for her to be on WrestleMania for a title, then well, I like they did I'm for missing. Charlotte for your match that you saw, you just right. put her in, just put her in. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> honestly, again, fantasy book, even, even in the worst case scenario for Bianca, where they do run back the women's triple threat, have Bianca win an opportunity at one of those titles at the next opportunity that comes up and have, have her challenge the next day, the winner for the titles. Like Bianca should have a championship match at WrestleMania. And if the only way that they can figure out how to do that is the Royal Rumble, then yes, I do feel bad that, uh, that Ronda won, but I think it was a big way to bring Ronda back compared to the men's rumble Ronda coming back and all of the others. So, you know, Melina, Alita uh, was in that match, which obviously we saw was more than just a one-off. Uh, Mickey James coming out to the hardcore country song she uses 
and she had the she had the Impact Knockouts title. Yeah, um, when she really, got there, they really need crazy. brand awareness. In fact, I don't know though, but I don't know if that's honestly though. So I've been hearing more and more stories about the women that said no. Nia Jax said no. Uh, yeah, both of the Iconics said no. So. You know what, Mickey James? Maybe she said this is an opportunity, and I get, I get why. Maybe someone who, I mean, Nia Jax is still in a non-compete ninety-day. I think that ends like tomorrow, so I it can see still what she's doesn't like, come back. I'm, I, I can see what she's like. Why would I come back? I haven't even technically left yet. <laughs> if you wanted, if you wanted me to be in the Royal Rumble, you could have not fired me. Um, yeah, all that stuff. So I get all that, but. Mickey James has, has left, has started competing somewhere else. I thought, you know, obviously they were hard up for people this year and which happens when you fire everyone. And so <laughs> I think maybe she saw it as an opportunity less for, you know, brand awareness for impact and more of a, I'm going to show up with the, uh, the title that is a made flex. the major title of another, I mean, reputable company in North America. There's not, not that many, um, <laughs> really there's WWE, AEW, I mean, Impact is probably number three, right? Yeah, and then Ring of Honor, then that's it. Ring of Honor is gone for till April. Um, So it's probably not Ring of Honor. It could be Major League Wrestling. could be Game Change Wrestling. It could be the uh, NWA. There's a couple. What was that wrestling um, from the Vice story, the the crazy that Dean Ambrose started? Oh, CZW? CZW. It could be Combat Zone Wrestling. Why? It's a big one, and it's got other stars. What's it in West Virginia? If you look at... If you look at obviously, obviously John Moxie, Dean Ambrose is the most probably the most prominent. But if you look at specifically the AEW roster and then oh, go yeah. back and search the CZW roster, you know roster or matches, you'll see a couple of names appear. Uh, yeah, and bro, and Mox, um, Moxie's not the only one who you know started down in CZW before <laughs> uh, before making it into like the televised stuff. So, but I think the Women's Rumble was good. I, honestly, it was actually great. I shouldn't say that. I think it was really good mm-hmm. and it's great now because of what came later. So that was, it's like the one thing. So the whole show on the show on the whole, the ending ruined the whole show, but the ending made the women's Royal rumble seem just a little bit better than it probably was because it was that the is. best Royal rumble on their show. And again, <laughs> Bianca did have a really good run. Uh, Liv Morgan was in there for, you know, some time. They got the Sarah Logan return. So they did like a riot squad without the Ruby riot. Cause she's on TV elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, so again, it was just, it was a much more traditional Royal rumble. I don't think it's anything like to, to write home about it, but it feels like it is because of the direct comparison to later on in the night. Oh yeah. I think ultimately, like I said, it was fun to see a lot of people come back and, you know, throughout michelle mccool she they treated her like she was the second coming of i don't even know what and i'm pretty sure it's just because undertaker will never come back so this is the closest they can get yeah backstage undertaker yeah now he's just a tall biker dude with a neck (laughs) tattoo yeah (laughs) but she did well i mean it wasn't bad kelly kelly Mm -hmm. i know kelly kelly from her expose days (laughs) you had um ivory come back yeah, the I mean, Bellas. That was a, little before, a little before us. I like the Bellas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've now said I like Charlotte Flair and the Bellas. So anyone who does like wrestling who hears this is going to turn this off two matches in. Um, <laughs> because, but I do. I do. Well, I like Nikki, actually. I shouldn't say I like the Bellas. 
Um, actually, the entire time Brie was in the ring, I just, you know, every time Melissa, my uh, fiance, was watching, she was kind of only half watching. Whenever she would stop paying attention, I would do the Brie mode song because it's very annoying. Um, also, how she, she got a yes chant. I didn't think that would happen. I thought that was gonna the fans were going to not do a yes chant specifically mm-hmm. to show that they were upset that Daniel Bryan was in a different company or that they supported yeah, him. They, a different they respected company. him enough but no, not to do they, that. They just did, well, they did the yes chant and they did the whole mm-hmm. thing uh, for for Brie Bella. So <laughs> WWE is going to make sure she's at WrestleMania so they can get that yes chant footage uh, <laughs> since they can't you know get Daniel Bryan probably ever again. He's probably- <laughs> <laughs> he's probably never coming back he'll get into the hall of fame at some point maybe and at that point he'll be back but before then tony khan will uh be running the show anyways by then right who knows who knows to be honest with you it's not gonna be shane mcmahon though we know that <laughs> but you know after that match we had becky lynch be do drop in a 13 minute match by pinfall Pretty predictable. I mean, it was just her turn. And um, yeah, it was okay. It was just okay. I thought, you know, nothing special. And then just give Becky Lynch something to do. And, you know, she has a more exciting match coming up for Elimination Chamber now in uh, going against Lita. But yeah, I, well, I mean, I, did you yes see anything no. special with that? Or, or you know, I'm going to say a, yes and no, match? because I think, and I hate saying this because Lita is one of my favorite from when I like started watching, mm-hmm. but I think it's probably not even an argument. I think it's probably a fact at this point that Dewdrop is more than likely a better wrestler right now than mm-hmm. Lita is right now. Yeah. <laughs> Lita has been retired for a long time. Um, but and the Saudi obviously Lita got is a back. much bigger name. Is a much bigger name. So the match definitely feels bigger because Becky Lynch versus Lita, that's like that's one of those dream matches you think about. But in terms the 2K of 2K match you, actually, you do. Right, exactly. That's one of the matches you do on the 2K games back when they were good. Um, <laughs> but here's hoping for 2K 2022, actually. But um I have a good feeling that, it'll work out for them. This is those matches that I was saying. This match and the next one are the ones that I think I've seen the most kind of flip-flop on. Some people like this match better than the next one. I'm not one of those mm-hmm. people. But with the way the next match ended and stuff, and a couple of other things, which I'm sure we'll get into, I could see why you'd make that case. Because I think this was a really good match. I think what hurt this match, well, a couple things hurt this match, as it turns out. But what hurt this match when I watched it, not knowing that the building was on fire um, <laughs> was that the, the outcome was even less in doubt than the ma- the first match. Oh yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we, we were pretty sure that Seth Rollins wasn't going to win that first match. We were even more sure that Dewdrop and I, the, the near falls were good too. Like again, very yeah. good at the near falls, but there was like that, kernel of, of thought that like yeah they could give one of the main titles to seth rollins especially if it's roman reigns versus brock lesnar mm-hmm. like they don't need both of them to be t- champion right only one of them needs to hold the title um and so there was like that that inkling of maybe they will take the title off roman and have him beat brock lesnar or something like that and that made the near falls feel probably a little bit more real than they right. should have whereas especially because we just saw ronda rousey who has had well-documented history with Becky Lynch return. And now she has to pick granted Charlotte's there and she has well-documented history with Charlotte, but you saw Rhonda was back. You know, they're going to tease who's she going to pick Becky or Charlotte, Becky or Charlotte, because she has history with both because they were in the triple threat. 
there was just nothing they could have done to make anyone believe that Dewdrop was going to win. Also, her name is Dewdrop. Why don't they change that back? Uh, <laughs> she has a real name for anyone who's interested. NXT UK, she was Piper Niven or Nevin. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, yeah, and her just, real name is Kimberly Benson. Okay, maybe don't go with Kimberly Benson. Piper <laughs> Nevin would be much better than Dewdrop. Um, or Viper but, when she's yeah. on the indie circuit. Oh, okay. Well, Viper and Piper sound very similar. I wonder if that's how they came with the Piper name. But um, <laughs> either way, I just think that there was nothing that anyone could do to convince any anybody who was watching that Dewdrop was going to be the champion between her name, which I think is honestly part of it. Um, you can't give the between, championship to someone named Dewdrop. Dewdrop, yeah. Uh, between the name, between the... Uh, well, they did give it to um, Challenger. AFH, at least, almost a superhero. <laughs> Well, that's different. Well, she, well, she had a name at <laughs> one point, right? right? We've never known this. You know, Dewdrop has been Dewdrop since she debuted on Raw. At mm-hmm. least, you know, Nikki Ash. A it should be Nikki Ash at the very minimum because it sounds like a name that way. It's better that way. Yeah. But even 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 with the Ash instead of Ash, it's Nikki Cross. You know, it's not not a new person. She put a mask on, but we've watched her for like five years. So but they tried to make us think Dewdrop's a different person. Dewdrop <laughs> is a different person. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Even Marie. But um, yeah, it's just to me, there was nothing that anyone could do to convince me or probably anyone that Becky was going to lose. And then, mm-hmm. this, you know, the building caught on fire. So between those two things, <laughs> between yeah, so another pyrotechnic that, issue gone wrong. Ronda Rousey's return was so hot, it burned down the building. Man, Literally. WWE but, really uh, does. They have some fire, real firework issues sometimes. I mean, when you work with pyrotechnics, yeah, it's possible you get burned, right? So, but yeah, so <laughs> for me, risk. for my money, just, just saying the next match I enjoyed more than this last match, uh, Becky Dewdrop. But I think people who say that they actually preferred Becky Dewdrop, that it was better wrestled, aren't mm. wrong. It just, I never once had any questions about what's going to happen, but I had serious questions about what's going to happen in the next match. And so that had me way more invested. Yes. And why don't we just get into it right away? That next match, Ryan, that gave you so much agita. Bobby Lashley with MVP defeats Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship on account of Roman Reigns interfering when the ref was sleeping. This also led to Paul Heyman going back to Roman Reigns and Lesnar is alone now for 10 minutes. It was a pretty another stellar match. Then you have Roman doing his heelish things again after defeating the Joker and then going to his next enemy. Uh, Solid Superman punch was good enough for to knock down Lesnar. And lastly, he's back as the champion. So, Ryan, you mentioned oh, yeah, the how- title in his hand, right? That Superman punch was with the title. Oh, yeah, yeah. That and then he did hit him right in the head, too. So I guess headshots are back. Only for Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, his he head gets can pay- take it. He, yeah, he gets paid enough for uh, health insurance. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, Bobby Lashley was right. This will be the shortest reign of your career. Even if you get interfered, it's true. But, Ryan, you talk about how this match you got you really interested. Tell us about why it was so interesting. And then also the impact for the future. It led on. Well, I think it, everybody, it, it, it will lead on to. 
I mean, I think everybody has been waiting for the Paul Heyman on a pole match since uh, <laughs> since day one, I guess. But um, or before day one, or in an ambulance match, or what was it? There was well, another I, one. There was saying, one. On they have the whole story where they both have Paul Heyman, so that mm-hmm. that was built in, and they had the one title that was supposed to be at day one, but COVID, you know, COVID got the pinfall victory over Roman Reigns. Yeah. So Brock Lesnar had to find a new um, match to win. And so long story short, I was interested to see because, well, if, if Bobby Lashley won, it pretty much guaranteed a bad ending for the men's Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and it if, did. Yeah. But if Brock Lesnar won, I, st- I still, again, didn't think that they were going to go with a different match. I was still pretty confident that they were going to do Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for something at WrestleMania, but it made it less clear what that would be. And it made it less clear who was going to have a main event match at Mania. So I was very interested to see who was going to win this match because of what it meant for the rest of the card and for WrestleMania. The match had a lot of WrestleMania implications about where they, where they saw the story taking place. Um, I feel bad for Bobby Lashley. There was a time, granted it was pre-Brock Lesnar, where mm-hmm. he was basically Raw's Roman Reigns. The The packaging was slightly different. And he only showed up when he felt like it. I mean, he, he, was on, like he was on every week, but he didn't fight every week. He fought more than Roman. But uh, mm. like he had, you know, he had the nice, he had the fresh suit, especially when Roman was still really in the head of the table. Now he's doing like the tribal chief thing. He's a little bit more solo. A little less yeah. Usos. Uh, a little, I mean, Usos are in all the matches, but less promos with the Usos. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. With Paul Heyman gone, he's kind of got a slightly different character. But at the very beginning, when he was head of the table, and he had the new head of the table t-shirt, and he had his posse and Paul Heyman, he had the suits on with the title. The Hurt Business was doing something very similar. I think they might have even been doing it slightly better. Um, oh, by the way, I thought you were talking about Lesnar for a second. My bad on that. Oh, no, no, part-time yeah, and- no. Yes, no, Lesnar, I mean, like you said, with Lashley, Lashley and uh, Lashley and Roman for a while, I thought they were on part. And actually, to be honest with you, I thought for a while that Lashley versus Roman would be an excellent WrestleMania match, and, and it still would be. Um, yeah, never been done before either. Not a repeat. Wink, wink. Yeah, and I, I thought we were going to get it at obviously Big E. You know, came in there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not Big E. Drew, someone, whoever was at Drew McIntyre. Yeah. So whoever had the title going into Survivor Series for that brief second um, to, to lose to Roman, I almost thought that that would have actually been a better match or uh, to have was I know they were both bad guys, but I think the Hurt Business versus the, the Bloodline and Bobby versus Roman, I think that's a huge match. And so I was very curious, again, to see what this match meant for, for Mania because I thought maybe he was going to lose and that could still happen. Um, but he didn't. Uh, and we got what pretty much what we expected was going to happen when we, once we realized that they needed to get Brock Lesnar into the main event match, but then the next night they completely mucked it up anyway. So this could have been a WrestleMania match, but again, WWE, I guess feels like uh, trolling again. And, you know, we'll obviously probably highlight it in the next couple of matches we discussed too, but I think for a match that really could have so much potential that could get so many outsiders interests and something that can, um, you know, never been done before. And it's just a gimmick for another repeat story that, you know, we don't really want to hear or trust that it will be anything different. 
and at this point too in the show like i said the, the first two i thought were great matches yeah. uh these two were a little bit more standard um i didn't like the next two and i some people really liked the next one i i was bored um but yeah so they weren't all that interesting matches to begin with. This one I think was better, but the ending again was all screwy. Um, the referees again, which not their fault, but why didn't the second referee come out and make any reference to the fact that Brock Lesnar had just been assaulted by Roman Reigns? <laughs> pretended it didn't happen. Um, it would have been better if happen. they had the first rep ref wake up. Okay, the ref took a nap. He woke up now. Bobby Lashley's pinning Brock. One, two, three. That's fine. He missed a little thing. But a different, seemingly sentient and conscious ref came out and counted the one, two, three. <laughs> it didn't. After, he didn't. Right. He must have not After, watched the screen or anything. Right, exactly. Well, he, so everyone has to look at the screen this way. He must have been turning this way. He, he wasn't <laughs> facing the screen. But um, clearly. So, I, again, I don't. That Again, the ending to me was not great on that one. And the match itself wasn't as good as the Seth Roman one. And so that's why I think it's better, but I think this is probably my third favorite match of the night, Mm -hmm. Um, which I mean, on a card of six means it's really in the middle, (laughs) but uh, halfway there. Yeah. But we'll get into the next one. And this was the first match that actively I couldn't get into it, which in fairness, upon rewatching, I was grateful for this match because if it had ended with the, with the ending of the next match, then the show probably would have been better <laughs> if it had ended that. with if it had ended with a mixed tag match the show probably would have got better reviews and if it was just a fun and good mixed match but uh, yes i also it was a good with- mixed match I, I think it was good it just it was bored i didn't care yeah you already um, plus i knew it was gonna win we knew it was gonna win <laughs> and and, if, and not even like we knew it was gonna win because we paid too much attention no they did this match before minus the wives but they did the match edge won Sorry, guys, it's Edge versus Miz. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they did the match, Edge won, and then they did it again. Well, why would Edge lose the second time? WWE just needs the Miz and uh, Miz and Mrs. to lose again for another more popular star. Yeah, which is fine, because Miz seems to really enjoy it, and he puts on decent, like, the segments are always good, the story yeah. is good, and he's fine at wrestling. So I don't mind it. It's just, at this point, again, the building had caught on fire. I think everybody was already keyed up to what was going to happen at the end of the show, <laughs> which people didn't like. Uh, and so some people like, I shouldn't say that, but people are at this point, the ending of your main event has pretty much been spoiled. Um, and so in a wrestling show, having yeah, spoiler alerts, <laughs> pretty much spoiled by the way that they did the show. And it's just, you know, to me, it wasn't, it was just kind of there. If they put it earlier, actually, I will say that if they switch this with uh, like Becky and Dewdrop, maybe I think this match would have been more favorable. I think whatever match they put there was going to have a little bit of, you know, just kind of a downtick because of the Bobby Brock match. But I think that this match would have done better in a different spot because it was kind of so nothing. They, yeah. If they at least had the Raw Women's Championship on right before the Men's Rumble, people have been like, all right, well, it's a championship match. <laughs> Becky Lynch, too. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we kind of know it's going to happen, but all right. Or, again, even switching this one with the Brock match. But that wouldn't have given Brock Lesnar enough time to do what he had to do backstage. 
for the end of the show, but we'll get into the obvious. I mean, I've kind of stolen your segment. Obviously, we're talking about the mixed match tag. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. It's the it yeah. couple and the grit couple. I hate that name. I hate that. That's and worse yeah. than Nikki Ash. Actually, <laughs> the grit. What's a grit couple? What couples like? Based their relationship gritty, off grit, <laughs> but yeah, as you said, Edge and Beth Phoenix defeat those two and Miz and Maurice, and like you said, it was just it was just kind of there. And, and I love Edge, by the way. Beth Phoenix is great, so I don't hate the grit couple. I hate the name grit couple, but um, no, I love it seeing Edge win, and I get that he has to lose more than he wins now because he's you know a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. Put people. I actually, over. I mean. I kind of thought, and I guess I still think it, Edge is probably in a pretty good position. He's not in Saudi Arabia. Spoiler alert. Uh, I didn't know that. I guess, I guess or I mean, I shouldn't say he doesn't that. need the blood money. He's not in the title match at Saudi Arabia. He may have his own special match against, I don't even know. Whoever, what legend they're going to. The great college or something. <laughs> yeah. Whoever, whoever. You put they John Cena in. Here's. Oh, wait, no. He I said think John never, Cena has already said he's not doing that. He's got too much that. of another career to do that. Um, but whoever, way, have who, you seen Pacemaker? No. I heard I'm really back good. in office now, so I don't have time to watch TV like uh-huh. I did when I was home. When I was working remotely, I had time to watch TV. But between being in the office and commuting, I have to be very selective. But the weekends are coming. So we'll see. Maybe we'll see. With the weekend, maybe I'll be able to get a couple of uh, episodes in. But yeah. I think that I don't know if it'll be a young talent like Austin Theory that they're trying to push in front of a larger audience or if it'll be, again, another legend, maybe Randy Orton, <laughs> rated RKO, could do a thing. But whatever. Edge might be on the show, but I'm saying he's not in the title match on that show. Yeah. I think there's a very strong chance that he could be the challenger for the Raw, the WWE Championship. You know, he could be in the main event against Bobby or AJ or whoever's going to walk out with that title. Probably Bobby, maybe Brock. Who knows? Um, it, it could always be Brock Lesnar. So that's really what we learned from <laughs> Rumble is whenever it's not Brock Lesnar, it could still be Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he's um, a but, he's literally both a SmackDown Raw. Uh, yeah, he's on all the brands. He's <laughs> all the champions. Um, but whoever whoever not named Brock Lesnar is holding the WWE championship after they, you know, return from, from the Prince's palace there in Riyadh. <laughs> I think edge could make sense as the primary, you know, as the challenger and he could even win that match. I don't think it would be out of line to give edge one more WWE championship. Um, especially if it's not going to be your main, I mean, let's be real. It's not Brock Roman's the main story. It's the only story they've told for the past two and a half months. Um, yeah. So they don't really care about who holds the WWE championship at the moment. So why not let it be edge? Uh, people would get absolutely hyped for it because everybody loves edge. Um, Seriously. And then you could, you could have him do just again, not, maybe not even a real story. The story could be, you know, edge is in his last championship run. You can even call it that. No one's going to care if you end up lying, but <laughs> probably true. It probably will be his last run. So that could be the whole story is this is edge's last run as champion. And he could just like an open challenge kind of thing, or like kind of quick little stories with, some younger talent before putting over like AJ or somebody, I don't know. Um, or Brock. Cause it could always be Brock, but um, yeah, I think that the edge winning made sense. Obviously the only reason you'd have edge lose is if this was the WrestleMania program and God, I hope it's not the WrestleMania program. I really don't. I've, I've, 
You know what I want? I want Johnny Knoxville versus Miz. Let's get Miz to be the celebrity wrestler. <laughs> he wrestles all the celebrities. So that way the other people don't have to. Um, <laughs> he seems totally fine like that. Which, hey, he, he was really good in his story with Bad Bunny. By yeah. the way, I'm not even like, I'm not hating on it. One of my favorite matches last year. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying I don't want to see Edge versus Miz for a third time. And I think hopefully the fact that Edge and Beth Phoenix won, they had the double glam slam too, which is pretty cool that they finished the match with her move. Cause usually, you know, in the way wrestling works, I mean, you saw with Miz and Maurice, they were going for the skull crushing finale could be because I don't know what Maurice's finisher is. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure that they do either, but um, she, she wasn't, she didn't win a lot. Um, no. But I think that the fact that they ended it with the glam slam was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, no brood entrance though. They just did the regular edge entrance. They also didn't give her, any of the you know didn't play her song at all hey again, beth just... phoenix is her own hall of famer separate from edge as she should be i remember beth phoenix and santino morella which <laughs> probably hopefully she i'm sure the, she was hopeful duo. that yeah hopefully she, i'm thinking she probably hoped nobody remembered that but uh <laughs> i do but definitely a hall of fame hall of famer in her own right and so but everybody likes metal guinness so so they any chance put, you can though. do it well, yeah, obviously you got to play it. But they should have started with with Beth's first, I think. Have her come out. and Because I did like they did the – during the firework portion, instead of both doing the edge with the thing and the fireworks, Beth did her uh, her little hand thing that she used yeah. to do. I did like that, that she kept a little bit of it. But, yeah, I feel like that she got a little cheated. I think she's a big enough star on her own that she should have got her own entrance. But that's okay. That's nitpick. Definitely didn't impact my enjoyment or not enjoyment of the match. I think that this match was just placed badly, but it was yeah. fine. It was okay. It was exactly and, what everybody thought was going to happen. And I'm glad for it because it means WrestleMania Edge can do something maybe a little bit more. Uh, I want to say interesting, but I'm going to say interesting. A little more you, interesting. Yeah, edge, yeah, edgy. Yeah, something mm-hmm. a little bit more you know, in line with what people were hoping for when he came back. But yeah, definitely checked off in this final run as all right did my match with my wife yeah to the next one so their kid their kids got to see them wrestle together yeah yeah, listen there's plenty of reasons why it was a good idea i'm just saying i'm glad it's out of the way and Mm -hmm. that they're not doing they didn't try and make that the mania match because there's a world in which that was the wrestlemania match and that was not a wrestlemania match not even even the undercard like that's not even the opening match of wrestlemania that was not that was sunday night heat no (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's fine for what it was. Hear that, hear that. So this rounds it out for the main event, the 2022 Royal Rumble men's match, considered literally one of the worst Royal Rumbles matches ever. That's and probably a little bit of like a recency bias thing since we just watched it and it was bad. Fair but, uh, enough. Uh, yeah, that's I literally wrote that. Uh, that was just something on Pro Wrestle Talk that I saw. But... Ultimately, Brock Lesnar last eliminates Drew McIntyre and wins a championship match at WrestleMania 38, even though he lost a world championship earlier in the <laughs> night. But you know what? Whatever Brock wants, Brock gets in this new, I'm just a chill, funny-ass dude now. <laughs> mode. And yeah, now Brock Lesnar alone gets his title shot. He will go against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 38 at... um at the Cowboy Stadium in Arlington. And where do we go from here? Let's see this as a whole. 
lack of returns for one, with the exception of Drew McIntyre, which was cool. Um, I mean, what memorable spots were there? There wasn't a thing. My pick that I told you beforehand, Johnny Knoxville, only lasted three minutes, but it was fun to see. Wait, Johnny Knoxville is your pick to win? Oh, yeah. I'm joking. But I wanted him to knock out Sami Zayn, not Sami Zayn knock him out. But you know what? He laid, he laid the hands to Sami Zayn, though. <laughs> when he first got in the match, just start throwing those haymakers. Let's go, Johnny Knoxville. You know, we had some people who had a good shot of winning and probably had some stories in Kevin Owens and AJ Styles, but they got eliminated. And as soon it, as Brock lost his title because of Roman Reigns, there was nobody who had a good shot of winning. Yeah, and again, it's no about the locker room being upset about that and knowing that. But Bad and Bunny I, game. Hmm? I heard a couple of rumors about who they were considering before Brock. And Ooh, can you say that? Just say that thought one second. I just want to yeah. mention that Bad Bunny looks strong in this match. They protected <laughs> the Bad Bunny. Five. They protected Bad Bunny more than they protected most of their roster. You saw that slant to, to Riddle. Yeah, uh, what's that move? To called? Riddle. <laughs> What the hell? You want to know some another funny stat? He That's had, why Sami Zayn exists. That's why the Sami Zayns are in the match. <laughs> he lasted seven minutes and 41 seconds. Yeah. He, he eliminated like, Sheamus. <laughs> I was okay with that. That's why Sheamus exists, to get tossed out by celebrities. Oh. Sheamus is not going to be the world champion at this point. I mean, he was, by the way, like three times. But he's not going to be the world champion anymore. He's past that point in his career. But first of all, <laughs> had a legitimate opportunity. I understand that Bad Bunny's touring schedule precludes him from participating at WrestleMania this year. Oh, <laughs> his actual job, yeah, his actual job is taking precedent in April. But Aww, I heard, but I don't think he's doing anything right now over the summer. There's absolutely no reason why they couldn't have, if he's interested, and even frankly, even if he's not interested, there's no reason why Damian Priest should have been in catering when Bad Bunny came out. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, especially this new Damian Priest who has the Damian side, all that stuff, which never came into play, by the way. Then he was like, don't make Damian angry. And then I guess nobody did in the wrestling match because he <laughs> never got angry. Um, he, he just had Bad Bunny to make him happy. Right. I'm saying it would have been perfect. Bad Bunny comes out. They do a little bit of something together, right? Because they, mm-hmm. were, they were pals. Then, you know, Bad Bunny tosses Sheamus and then you know, accidentally hits Damien Priest, maybe tosses Damien Priest. We saw he tied toss Riddle. Or Don't Rey forget, or whatever, he right? almost so, took out Rey Mysterio. Yeah, so clearly Bad Bunny was in it to win it. He wasn't looking <laughs> to make friends. So he was in it toss, to win it. <laughs> yeah, so have him toss Damien Priest over the top rope, right? And that's when Damien shows up. Damien comes in, kicks Rey Mysterio, because you have to, kicks someone else, you know, goes absolutely berserk, picks Bad Bunny up, and just chucks him out of the ring. This does two things. One, Bad Bunny gets... Less time in the Rumble, and he deserved less time. He was very good. Seven minutes and 41 seconds. The Canadian Destroyer was fine, but <laughs> he didn't need to be in that long. It was He's really an entrance in a Canadian Destroyer, and that was all we needed. He was in the final five, four, final four. I thought it was, it was – fi- I thought the, it was – Brock, Drew, Shane, Bad Bunny. Brock, Bruce, Shane. Yeah, I guess Bad so. Bunny. It was <laughs> if this was a WWE video game, <laughs> the cutscene with everybody in the corners looking at each other would have played and Bad Bunny would have been there. 
Bad Bunny, Grammy Award winning biggest artist in the literal world. Which is fine. I'm glad he's got all those Grammys. He shouldn't be in the final four at the Rumble. So it would have He's a former given, champion. Don't forget. Former 24-7 champion. Yeah, so, is, <laughs> so is Dana Brooke. She's actually she might be current 24-7 champion. It doesn't matter. She'll be former by the time anyone hears this. Um my point is it would have set up Bad Bunny's return at SummerSlam with an actual program. If he wanted to do wrestling, like seven minutes of wrestling, he could have, but not at the Royal Rumble. Because again, the Royal Rumble match is picking the main champ, the t- main challenger for the world title at the main event of WrestleMania. That's the point of the Royal Rumble. And that was the overall problem with the Royal Rumble. Yes, a lot of people really like the nostalgia of like the returns. By the way, none of that. Um, Nobody. except Well, except one person that we can... I'll let you finish your thought. Yeah. He is a return. But, yeah. So some people are like, I just, I don't really care about the whole next challenger thing. Cause they could get there any number of ways. I like to see all of the people come back for like the quick, you know, the quick entrance, everybody cheers like, Oh my God, they're back. They do moves with the current superstars. They do maybe a move with one of their old uh, rivals. Now that they're both, you know, retired. And then they, they go away and let the, the main eventers of today take over which is fine. That's definitely a good way to watch the Royal Rumble. Sorry, you didn't get that this year. But also, if you don't watch it for the nostalgia, you watch it because it does technically determine who's going to be challenging for the main in the main event of WrestleMania, who's going to be the main challenger for the men's title. And Bad Bunny almost got it there. Yeah, it, Bad Bunny was one of the final four people. <laughs> Everybody else was in a tag team. Like, like Rick Boogs who I see seems like a, a genuinely nice person. And I, I like boobs. him with, I like him with Shinsuke Nakamura. He was in there too long. He, he shouldn't have been in the match. <laughs> there are times where he looks strong. You know what? Another fire, thing, Ryan, don't fire Jeff Hardy and Keith Lee. And then give me Rick Boogs and bad bunny are the fine, the final four for the Royal Rumble. You can't do both of those things. If you have too many people and you need to cut the budget, that's fine. But then the Royal Rumble should reflect that. The NXT stars, like where is Tommaso Ciampa? Where is Braun Breaker? Where was uh, Car- uh, Carmelo Hayes? Where were those people? If you really were that like hard up for people, imagine what that would do for NXT if Braun Breaker was in the final four. If Braun Breaker stood up to Brock Lesnar and then got tossed instead of Shane McMahon or Bad Bunny. And, like, it doesn't and take it. They could take the sense. new NXT 2.0 a little more seriously. It just doesn't make sense how you can do again. If you watch it for nostalgia, you didn't get that. If you watch it like I do to see who's going to be the main guy going into WrestleMania season, you really didn't get that. Like it's certainly not any in any compelling way. And you fired so many people only to have again no returns. And it was entirely, and I'm okay with mid-card people actually doing better, by the way. Like, they didn't do this, but if Ridge Holland, if they had big plans for Ridge Holland or uh, Austin Derry, who they, they seem actually to have big plans for. Like, if you want to give them a long kind of stint and maybe even give them a Final Four, like, you know, if you want to show, like, hey, we're serious. Austin Theory's going to go for 20 minutes and really, you know, get some big moments, and he's going to be in the Final Four until, you know, he steps up to Drew and Brock and gets, you know, kicked in the face. Whatever. Fine. But they didn't even do that. They didn't even do that. They didn't set any of their mid-card people up to be future stars. They, it was just a showcase of the tag division, essentially. And then the couple people they had that could do it, Kevin Owens, Riddle, right? Yep, AJ Styles. That would, AJ Styles. I, I really, I, I, 
like in the 11th hour, I changed my mind. I wanted AJ to win ultimately. And that would have been a great number one. But, you know, they don't like us. But it would have been even better if like, I mean, not better, but like even if those were the final four, even if it was Brock Lesnar, Kevin Owens, Riddle and AJ Styles. I mean, listen, I get what they were trying to do, but they failed at it because, frankly, Drew McIntyre is still more of a baby face than Brock Lesnar. Um, (laughs) They they didn't want Brock Lesnar to get booed for winning this Royal Rumble, but there's no way that was going to – I mean, people didn't want to see him win the Royal Rumble. I was okay with the Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar match, but I don't want to see – I wanted to see someone else win the Rumble because Brock Lesnar – We've seen he doesn't we don't need, need him. It. Yeah, he doesn't need it. He could it was just show up on literally SmackDown. 20 years between right. Royal Rumbles. He could just show up on SmackDown and say, I'm challenging Roman Reigns because he punched me in the face. And okay. no one was going to say a word. <laughs> that was no, you know, no one's, no one's going to go. Like, none of the people who do what we're doing right now, but every like every week, we're going to be like, I don't like this because they didn't give it any story. There, there's no story with anything. Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar's <laughs> challenger got COVID. So they gave him a different championship. <laughs> Yeah, there's a that because ultimate I mean, nepotism. Roman the, Reigns gonna was Roman Reigns gonna lose at day one? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Probably not. You know what? You get another championship just because. Yeah. Be like, and you thanks. only have it for three weeks. Yeah, so they were probably gonna do some screwy finish with Paul Heyman. And it was like a no contest, kind of like what they did at Royal Rumble with Seth Rollins, and that's how they were going to get. And then you know Brock was going to go away for a little while. Roman would do his thing with Seth, win that match, and then Brock was going to show up and be like, we never finished what we started at day one. But instead, they're like, huh, well, that can't, match can't happen now. So how do we get to Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns? Not just say, well, Brock, you know, Roman Reigns couldn't fight at day one, so I'm going to fight him at WrestleMania, which would have made too much sense. We'll give him another title. He'll beat five other, four other people, four other main eventers on the same, at the same time. And that on a different show and become the new champion. They didn't need him to win the Royal Rumble. It just didn't need to happen. And it did happen. And it happened to the exclusion of, because again, I I know you said, wow, they're really going to make a champion versus champion because Brock Lesnar is Is going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Uh, that's what I'm wondering. And they, he didn't even all he did was just get picked or yeah, yeah. He just said, I'm gonna he do this now. And they he said, didn't yeah. get a contender match or anything. No, well, in fairness, half the field didn't get a contender match. Uh, true, but they had to pick him out of all the people, yeah. So I'm like, again, I've learned this taught us you can never actually bet against Brock Lesnar, even if it doesn't make sense, it could still be Brock Lesnar. Um, <laughs> but I'm assuming he's not going to win that match because it wouldn't make sense. Maybe there's an Uso interference or something. Maybe Paul Heyman gets him disqualified in a disqualification match. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I assume he's not going to win. So he can fight Roman Reigns for the universal title instead. And then whoever is going to challenge Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania could have absolutely benefited from winning the Royal Rumble to do that. Like, there's just no question. And you could even have made it a bad guy because Bobby Lashley was kind of tilting toward the good side against yeah. recent in recent year, uh, weeks. It could be a bad guy. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to fight Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. I'm not putting myself into that mess. <laughs> I'm just going to fight the other one because absolutely not. That's it's scary over on SmackDown. Look how big they are. And so but they didn't do that. Like again, Kevin Owens would have been perfect. Kevin Owens winning the match. Showing up on SmackDown in between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, everyone's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is he going to inter, you know, intervene? Is he going to make it a triple threat? How's this going to happen? And then he just gets on the mic and says, yeah, I don't want any piece of this. Coming for you, Bobby. And then yeah. leave. It would have been hysterical. would have been totally on character. 
and it would have been an excellent main event, which is the main I said. And then it would have it would have given everybody something they actually wanted to see at Royal Rumble as opposed to what we got, which was Brock Lesnar winning. In terms of no no surprise appearances, I don't know uh, what anything about that. I could they not? I heard that a lot of people said no. I heard Jeff Hardy said no, but and now Jeff Hardy might be a slightly different situation. In fairness, mm-hmm. I think there might be some you know health issues that were part of why he left WWE. But like, don't call Jeff Hardy after firing him last month and say, want to come back? Like for a night too? Right. All of these calls that I'm hearing about, all of this information that we're getting now, like on the internet about all these people, men and women who were like just fired, who were asked to compete. Don't fire them. Yeah. If you, if you, if you know, you need everybody in January at the bare minimum, you just keep a group of them till January. Right, just keep a little notice either. You might even say it like, "Hey guys, we're going to keep your contract open through January," and then you know, so prepare yourselves, prepare your families. Maybe be nice to them. Wave the ninety-day no compete since you basically told them that they're going to, you know, be cannon fodder for Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble. But like, and then even if you, but even if you didn't do any of that, even if you weren't nice and you didn't give everybody that notice, you didn't keep people on specifically for the Rumble, like Jeff Hardy. Uh, you have the entirety of NXT, which desperately needs people to take it more seriously. And then you've got the hanger-ons from NXT Black and Gold. I think that's what uh, the Wrestle Talk people are calling it, uh, the old era. You have Pete Dunne, you have Tommaso Ciampa, eh, LA Knight kind of. like No Finn. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to get into that. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense that Finn Balor wasn't in the match with Bad Bunny. He was in the Final Four. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You, you know who it. also was done dirty was the hometown wrestler Randy Orton. He was only in for two minutes and 30 which seconds, goes, which actually goes to what I was going to say. Um, mm. and it, this could still happen, by the way. Um, yeah. So are you about to say who you heard was possibly going to win it? So I heard that for a very long time, Riddle was expected to win the Royal Rumble. Oh, that would have been. High. And then it was changed to Randy Orton. Oh, okay. And then Brock Lesnar. Uh, <laughs> now, I think everybody at this point, you know, they're no longer tag team champions. They started that whole thing right before SummerSlam. So it's been six or seven, however many months. So I get, I can see, like, obviously the writing's on the wall. It's going to be, they're going to break up soon. They're going to, although I think everybody really likes RK Bro, but the problem with RK Bro is it takes two people who should genuinely be competing for the world title and making them, you know, Due to Cathalons with Chad Gable, so like well, the that's the problem. Profits. Well, the Street Profits I like, but they're not even doing that. They're doing Chad Gable and Otis, and they're doing spelling. <laughs> that's what's happening <laughs> right now. And so Randy Orton should be doing that. Riddle, frankly, shouldn't be doing that. Um, now Riddle is in the match at in Saudi Arabia for the title. Ooh, what if they gave it to him? So it might be interesting if you know he gets the title. They do like an RK Bro celebration, and then Randy turns on him. And then Riddle versus Orton is for the WWE title because they, again they have to get a WWE championship match. So it, if if they were looking to do Riddle versus Randy, that would kind of align with a what's what's possible now, and b with the idea that Riddle was going to win. Obviously, in that scenario, Randy would have ended up winning the title at you know sometime, uh, but probably in uh, Saudi or something. Yeah, in Saudi or something like that, uh, or you know just a random Raw. Who knows? Uh, but. Uh, uh, so obviously that was probably something that uh, there would have been a little bit of a difference, but based on what we're seeing 
now and those reports, I think it's at least plausible that okay. we get Randy Riddle, which is great. It's better than well, it's not it's not better than anything. It's a new match. We haven't seen it yet. And there's a story that's been seven months in the making, which is even better. But like, why not just give or even if you were going to have Riddle win the title in Saudi, then just have Randy win the Rumble. It's his hometown. They went absolutely <laughs> bananas when he came out. Yeah. And he lasted two minutes and 30 seconds. Right. And that bunny lasted longer. <laughs> up until, and then up until Saudi, you have Riddle be like, bro, Randy's <laughs> going to be such a good world champion at WrestleMania, bro. <laughs> and then he, you know, he bros his That's way into impression. being. Thank you. He bros his way into being the WWE champion. Bro, I wanted yo. <laughs> yo. Comes out <laughs> with a little scooter, super hype because Randy's got the, the uh, whatever. Randy's got the rumble and he's got the title. He's like, and then Randy's going to be Roman Reigns and we're both going to be champion bros. And then <laughs> RKO, just RKO riddle to oblivion. And it sets That's up the match perfectly. And RK, like, bro, we're championship bros. Yeah, exactly. It would have given you that moment. It would have given you, it would have been so much better than what we got, which was Brock Lesnar getting a match. He could have just simply asked for. <laughs> and what makes it even weirder is, Brock Lesnar is still in the Saudi match. Yeah. If you were like, we need to take the title off of Brock so he can challenge Roman, do it in Saudi. He could have literally lost what? it in Saudi, like you right. said. It could be the exact same lineup that we have right now. Not a <laughs> single person would change. It's just the difference would be the person wearing a, a little a metal strap would be different. And then have Riddle win that match. And then you yeah, have the same thing. Now, Roman... You know, is expecting Randy Orton, but Randy Orton, you know, RKO'd his bro. And so that match is happening. So, <laughs> you know, Roman's like, I don't know who's going to fight me because Randy Orton was chicken. And that's when Brock mm. Lesnar comes out. He's like, we'd have unfinished business from day one. You could do everything else. Like, it, you didn't need Brock Lesnar to win. And it took the sales out of everything that happened before it. And honestly, it showed how weak their roster is too. It exposed their brand. There's not a lot of people on this brand. Again, Rick Boogs <laughs> he was, was featured, was a featured performer in this match. Rich Holland was in the beginning, but he was kind of a featured performer in this match. Like he lasted 19 minutes. Who Boogs? Um, Holland. Yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin and his, his uh, Madcap. Moss. Mad Dolph Ziggler got 21 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And in fairness, at least, I mean, at least Dolph Ziggler's a former world champion. So you could even make a little tiny story about that on commentary. Like, you know, Dolph Ziggler, two-time world champion or former world, I think he's been twice, doesn't matter. Former world champion Dolph Ziggler is having, you know, the run of his career, you know, looking for that <laughs> career resurgence one more time, one more WrestleMania moment. Like, you can make that a story. Like, you know, trying to recapture the the main events, you know, the main event glory from when he debuted. And then you get it again, you put him at the end after telling a min- story for 21 minutes instead of Bad Bunny. And suddenly it's like, oh my God, is Dolph Ziggler going to win this match? Now, obviously, everybody knew that because Brock wasn't going to happen because Brock Lesnar came out. And that was the end of the match, essentially. Number 30 came out and that was the end of the match. But had that not happened, you could tell a bunch of stories, even with a Dolph Ziggler. So it's not even like being in a tag team is bad. Nakamura is technically in a tag team. And he would have been great as the Iron Man. Yeah. As, and I thought as, they as would. AJ was. I thought it was. Ob- I thought they 
And could it you was imagine? obviously what they were going for. With the and they've one told and this story. They've told this story before, both at the Rumble and then oftentimes you tell the story at the Elimination Chamber. The one and two go the distance together. Yeah, that's could what you imagine last year with, with Nakamura and, and Edge. Yeah. So could you imagine Nakamura? Well, Edge and Edge came out one, but Orton was two last year. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, but could you imagine Nakamura and Edge? Uh, and Edge and um, AJ going together now granted i didn't realize they had just done the story so that might explain why they didn't do it but like mm. that would have been crazy because people wanted that match to be so much better than it was at mania yeah so with that stupid like a, ending too and healed to right so it's but you could have played with that you could have played with that i mean nakamura is the face now i granted he was the face then too but um and then turn heel. Heel. Mm-hmm. but you know, he AJ could absolutely go for the low blow and toss Nakamura over the top rope. WWE really likes to troll with that rivalry in particular. Remember that one match that ended with the both of them kicking each other in the dick? Yes, uh, yes these but, two legends like that. Like, yes, really they, and, they, and they did it to death, so you couldn't actually do that. I take that, I rescind my previous booking <laughs> statement, but the two of them together would have been absolutely like, well, pardon the pun here, but phenomenal going through the Seriously. whole thing. And and you have a and, legit star again, and Nakamura and wants of them. one, and right. So finally give but, AJ so even his. If you give it to AJ, yeah. Like it still makes Nakamura look like a gazillion dollars. Pat McAfee would get to lose his ever-loving mind, and everybody loves it when he does that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, when Nakamura came out, Pat McAfee on the, he dances on the tape. Yeah, jumped time. right on that. Yeah, even and though so, he didn't have Brug to play guitar for him. Yeah, and so I mean, could you imagine Nakamura AJ? It's Raw versus SmackDown. Pat McAfee is calling it with more passion than he's called anything ever. <laughs> like it would have been just a completely different ending, a completely different match, and you still would have gotten Brock versus Roman. Can't yeah, say that enough. And you Especially- would have justified um, AJ Styles with almost like, see, we forced you to do this tag team for a year. <laughs> well, I mean, AJ is an employee; they don't have to justify it, but it would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you got something, uh, almost. I feel very bad for almost. He didn't impress at all. He Man. was meant to, you could tell, but the way that they booked it, like the way that everything was almost coming out was supposed to be impressive to the crowd. And the crowd was supposed to get behind the almost storyline. And in fairness, he's one of the few people who did have a storyline going into it, but it was nothing. There was and nothing everybody there. got him out. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing there for almost nobody was interested. And again, if you, if everyone's going to say it was because there's no nostalgia, and that's true. There wasn't, but you shouldn't need nostalgia. You should have the ability that if every single person says no to you, you still have eight credible winners. I mean, think about when we were kids, the SmackDown six. Yeah, they just made every any, SmackDown great. Any, any one of them could have a main event match. Yeah. And now you just, where is that? And I'm not even saying on again. SmackDown. I'm not even saying you have to have one on SmackDown. One on Raw. I'm just saying six people across the entire company that would have made sense to win the Royal Rumble. That we believed win the Royal Rumble. The problem is they think that there is six and they're including Brock Lesnar, but you can't. And this is something they did it in the women's. And I didn't like it that they did it in the women's, but I was a little bit friendlier because of my before mentioned love of Charlotte Flair. It makes <laughs> absolutely no sense for the world champion to be in the Royal Rumble. And I know that Brock had lost the title, but come on. He was a WWE champion. He had just been screwed out of it. It makes no sense. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Charlotte, uh, and Becky 
none of those four people should have been booked for these Royal Rumble matches. I never liked it. I didn't like it when they did it with Becky and she took the spot for no reason, even though she had been champion. I believe they did that one time. Um, I just don't. There's no. Remember, Roman had to defend his title on one run. Well, that's Rumble. different. Yeah. I mean, if you make it for the title, that's fine. I'm good with that. But like it shouldn't, the champion shouldn't be in these matches. They just shouldn't be at all. And I know that they can challenge for another title. And that's a very specific thing that they've recently added. And that's cool. But it, I don't want to see it. Nobody wants to see the same old people win. And Brock Lesnar was in a match literally 17 <laughs> minutes earlier. Yeah, right. From the start of the Rumble to the end of his match was like, what, 17 minutes or 20 minutes? You'll round up. Like, nobody wanted to see that. And even if people were, because I know people who are okay with it, because obviously Brock's a big star, and they got their two MMA people winning on the same night. They got that thing, that picture they wanted for ESPN. (laughs) So they could get the ESPN post. Right, exactly. But, like, you, you didn't need to do it. And most fans... Would have wrapped even if the, even the fans who were okay with it. I'm obviously not okay with it. I disliked it actively. Some fans were okay with it. They were just disappointed. There was no guest stars. That there was no cool moments besides. And the and you the had Canadian. Johnny Knoxville only for 90 minutes too. 90 seconds. 90 seconds. Well, I mean that that probably makes sense. I think they probably should have done more with Johnny Knoxville. Not in yeah. terms of time, not time wise, but like they should have like tossed him into almost or something. Yeah, this something, is a, something a little more jackassy. Yeah, you know what right? I mean? like. Have have him like have almost come in the ring and then he tells like you know Seamus or whatever Steve to Lawn Garden. Well, no, <laughs> we don't need the rest of them. But have him like have him tell one of the bigger guys in the ring like to pick me up, pick me up, toss me at him, like you know, make it Johnny Knoxville's plan, like because he's the he's the crazy stunt man. And so they do it. They toss yeah. Johnny Knoxville almost almost catches him and just throws him over his shoulders and he lands on Wee Man or something. Like yeah, he said on Howard he's not doing stunts anymore. He's getting too much head injuries and look how white he turned even his hair. So give him that one last bump. Yeah. As he goes off in the sun. Well, again, it'd still be safe. You could have wrestlers and officials on the outside yeah. to catch him when he falls over the top rope. But it was just kind of he punched Sami Zayn then he got kicked in the head and tossed out. Essentially. Man, if only this happened you know who they could if only they brought Gronk back too. He was um, out by time. We don't need Gronk there. The Gronk, celebrities are not the answer because again, the Royal Rumble <laughs> really, with the exception of a couple people, the Royal Rumble should feel like a bunch of people who could be world champion. And yeah. when you have a roster as you know anemic as apparently WWE has, <laughs> frankly, because again, nobody really felt like they could win. Again, Brandy is always an outside threat to win. Right, because he's Randy Orton. Um, and they couldn't even put push AJ. Austin Theory some more. Yeah, but AJ right. especially. AJ, Kevin Owens, I think, was the big missed opportunities. Yeah, yeah and both, again, both of them, outside chance to win, it makes sense, right? You could always see them as winning. That was it. Three people. Four when Drew came back, because Drew McIntyre is, is the main eventer, no question. You know, I feel bad because he had that world title without any fans. I really hope he gets one eventually with fans, but either way, like, you had four people besides Brock Lesnar in that match who were genuinely seen as good, like could win, right? As possible wins. So what you need to do then is you need to showcase all of your young talent and you need to take out all of the comedy people and put in like NXT. That's when that's yeah. when you put NXT people in. Then the then the talent, like look at Austin Theory. He's an up and comer, right? You look at him, look at Rich Holland, up and comer. Those are the people that you focus on 
the whole show. And then the extra people, instead of the extra people being, you know, Rick Boogs, and I feel so bad because I don't don't dislike him, but he just he stands out because he was in there and he lasted toward the he was toward the end. And you know what I mean? So and again, if he wasn't shown as to be a literal joke the whole time and maybe maybe the uh, Royal Rumble was a starting point. Maybe someone's going to be like, you're a joke. Like Seamus will call him a joke and Rick Boogs will get a real like WrestleMania match for like the IC title or something like a five way match. And maybe he'll maybe this is the start of a, of real boogs, <laughs> but like, yeah, they had everyone. They had all of the people. Like they had Austin Theory and Rich Holland and Baron Corbin. Sorry, Happy Corbin. Uh, like coming out like it, it, was, it was. Those are the main focuses. Where, or they should have been the main focuses. Well, not Happy Corbin so much, but instead it was Madcap Moss and like Rick Boogs. I guess a little happy Corbin anyway, but um, like it just those are the people, and then Bad Bunny and then Shane yeah. McMahon. Yeah, that's the last but not least. We have to mention Shane McMahon, who comes back. I guess WWE really tried to sell that he was the big return, only to get fired from the job three days later. Nick Khan and so Vince I read, McMahon. I read that. I'm just gonna, I'm go away. Go yeah, up? I'm gonna. I read that Shane McMahon not only booked booked the rumble he was the producer of the rumble i don't know if this is true um but if it's true bad job all around not enough to get fired over i don't think but bad job all around. uh and then it's only one firing too it's not like a string of releases he right specifically no, McMahon was let go yeah um <clears throat> but i also heard that he saw himself as being in the saudi chamber and was pitching himself as a potential winner of the saudi <laughs> chamber with a championship, as in he wins a world championship. Yes, yes. Out. He, he, he was pitching himself as a legitimate contender and possibly even WWE champion. And then that's when everybody says, fuck and this that, Yeah, product. and I think that's how he got fired. Um, <laughs> but my point is, like, Shane McMahon has never held a world title. He's never held a mid-card title. I think he's been a tag team champion and, like, a European champion. And maybe the hardcore mm-hmm. title back in the day. So, like, why would they think that Shane McMahon was enough to be like, oh, we got a big surprise. Shane McMahon is here. This shows the tone First of, all, of this company. His dad owns the company, so you could always halfway expect Shane McMahon to show up, except for now because his dad just fired him. Um, <laughs> his dad just fired him. It just it, it made no sense to me. Shane McMahon was their only surprise. And Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny and Johnny Knoxville are great. They should have been at the beginning of the match, toward the beginning. Like where Johnny Knoxville was was fun, was perfect, perfect yeah. placement for Johnny Knoxville. Bad, yes, Bad Bunny should have been no more than three people away from when Johnny Knoxville got eliminated. They could have done a move together. No, uh, <laughs> don't let them share the ring. I'm saying Johnny Knoxville gets tossed out. Someone comes out. The next person after that should have been Bad Bunny. If, if only Johnny Knoxville won the title, and that'd be the Jackass Forever <laughs> promotion. WWE champion Johnny Knoxville and this is Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be something. It'd Why did they something give him the 24-7 championship? Ah, they still might. Who knows? With Gronk and Bad Bunny's former yeah. winners. Hey, you know what? Bad Bunny brought that thing to SNL. <laughs> he performed with that championship. So he really is a genuine fan, man. So if you think, I mean, but I bet you John Knoxville would do that. He'd go on the night, sh- the nightly shows with that. Title yeah, you see him on Jimmy Kimmel with, with the title. He would absolutely do that. Some celebrities wouldn't, and that's why he wouldn't give them the title or give it to them mm-hmm. for a long time. But I, I there's because no one takes him seriously. He's Johnny Knoxville. 
he's literally jackass yeah he's the the series that created and stars in is called jackass did you know that's not his real name i didn't but i mean i could have johnny knoxville is a stage name i could have guessed his real name is philip clap so johnny knoxville has better a better ring to it definitely does definitely does but I don't know. That's all I have to say about the Rumble. It was uh, overall not great. People got fired over it, yeah. uh, apparently. Um, and ultimately, I think we're going to end up seeing bold predictions. Obviously, we're going to see Brock Roman. We're <laughs> going to see Ronda Charlotte, mm-hmm. which, by the way, meant Charlotte didn't need to be in a match. Now, okay, it sounds like they had no women, so that's why they put her in. But that spot at the end could have gone to anyone else. Um mm-hmm. And I love Charlotte. I'm not saying this as a hater. I'm saying this as a fact. Right. Um, like, and then we're going to probably end up seeing, I'm just going to say it because it makes the most sense. Bobby Lashley has no story right now. Big E is the only story that Bobby has. That'd be frankly. cool. So if Bobby keeps the title, it's Big E. Or they're going to give it to Orton slash Riddle and, and do that. Do the breakup of RK Bro. That's, that's it. That's all it can be. And that's fine. You don't need, you only need one story for WrestleMania, but they should have started whatever that other story is. That should have been, because we all knew about Brock Roman. That wasn't a surprise to anybody. They treated it like a surprise, but it wasn't a surprise. And if it was a surprise, if you're a fan, it was like, I had no idea. You knew by the end of the Brock match, I have to hope. Yeah, keep your when Roman Reigns when, when Roman Reigns cost Brock the match, when they booked that, that had to have been, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's just crazy to me that they had all these people, like you said, and they're going to do, they're going to do another story. It'd be one thing if they weren't doing that, if they were not going, if they were going to go champion versus champion sort of thing, well, then that's a, that's a silly move, but whatever, I get it. But they're clearly not. They're clearly going to tell a second story besides Brock Roman, but they just don't care about what that story is right now. And it shows because they could have built it at the rumble they could have built other contenders at the Rumble if they weren't sure about what that story was going to be. You know what I mean? Austin Theory, I've said his name. Big E was in for about a cup of coffee. Um, mm-hmm. Like all these people that, you you know, if you're really unsure who's going to be in the Raw side or maybe it's going to be a multi-man on the Raw side, like a ladder match or something big like that, okay, you could have done that in the Rumble. You didn't need the Rumble to be about Bad Bunny, Shane McMahon, and Brock Lesnar, and that's what it was about. Those are the only things people remember. And then, of course, Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville's <laughs> entrance. Bad Bunny's Canadian Destroyer and the fact that he was in the Final Four. Shane McMahon being the only legend return and Brock Lesnar winning. Those are the, f- uh, what did I say, five? Those are the five moments everyone's going to remember from this Rumble. And they suck. Collectively, they are horrible. Wait until Adam Blompier one day says, WrestleMania uh, Royal Rumble 2022? It sucked. And his British <laughs> accent and stuff. He's like already that. said it, I think. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, Ryan, we got about seven weeks to go to, to see how Mania, all these yeah. stories pan out. Seven weeks to WrestleMania. So we'll see how much they should be listening to you and how you will save WWE after hearing this. Huh. But either way, it's going to be at least intriguing one way or the other. And when we check in at the WrestleMania stuff, we will complain about it then, but great job as always, Ryan. Thank you so much for coming on to break Thank down you. this very anticlimactic 
Royal Rumble, but um, hopefully you can only go up from here at this point, right? Yep. Got to go watch that Dan Housen. <laughs> and Peacemaker. All right, Ryan. <clears throat> Stay safe out there, and we appreciate the time. Thanks, Matt. All right. Ryan Page, everybody. See ya. All day, baby. All day. Great job, Ryan, as always. I love talking about anything with you, especially wrestling. That is the biggest wrestling fan I know. I hope he gets recognized for his knowledge and fandom when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdCovoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So we're back on Tuesday, the 8th of February, Super Bowl week. And we're actually going to switch it up and get back to our roots and have a productive conversation with someone. This Tuesday's episode, we have Peter Kay on the show. He's a musician. He is hilarious. He is one of the coolest dudes I met in 2022 already we met at a party a few weeks ago in brooklyn and we just hit it off we had our conversation and man it's safe to say that i already am a big fan of this guy and he actually performed for us he played ain't no sunshine made famous by bill withers so not only we learn about this future star in the making but we also see his talents unfold as he performs an acoustic set of ain't no sunshine so it's going to be a real special show i enjoyed every second of it and i know you the greatest fans and listeners in the world will enjoy it as well so don't forget to check out peter k on tuesday and then on thursday the 10th alex and brian are back to do the super bowl preview And then we're going to, just a heads up on Super Bowl Sunday, we're going to record right away. And we're going to have another Monday show with us reacting to the Super Bowl. So lots to do, lots to take in. February is going to go fast. It really is. So let's make sure we make the most of it. And I I have a good feeling we will. So again, everybody have a wonderful and safe weekend. I'll be back on Tuesday with Peter Kay, and you will experience one of the best Productive Conversations episodes ever when you see the great Peter Kay perform and show his talents and just show how cool of a dude he is. So we'll enjoy that on Tuesday. You enjoy your weekend, and don't forget the Super Bowl preview after that a week from today, and we will keep going from there. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family, and I will see you all very soon. So long, everybody.